Chapter thirty five of Narda the Lily by H. Rider Haggard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Vengeance of Mopo and His Fosterling. It chanced that on this day of Narda's death, and at that same hour of dawn, I, Mopo, came for my mission back to the kraal of the people of the axe having succeeded in my end for that great chief whom i had gone out to visit had hearkened to my words as the light broke i reached the town and lo it was blackness and a desolation here is the footmark of dingaan i said to myself and walked to and fro groaning heavily presently i found a knot of men who were of the people that had escaped the slaughter hiding in the mealy fields lest the slayers should return and from them i drew all the story i listened in silence for my father i was grown old in misfortune then i asked where were the slayers of the king they replied that they did not know the soldiers had gone up the ghost mountain after the wolf brethren and nada the lily and from the forest had come a howling of beasts and sounds of war then there was silence and none had been seen to return from the mountain only all day long the vultures hung over it let us go up the mountain i said at first they feared because of the evil name of the place but in the end they came with me and we followed on the path of the impi of the slayers and guessed all that had befallen it at length we reached the knees of stone and saw the place of the great fight of the wolf brethren all those who had taken part in that fight were now but bones because the vultures had picked them every one except galazi for on the breast of galazi lay the old wolf death grip that was yet alive i drew near the body and the great wolf struggled to his feet and ran at me with bristling hair and open jaws from which no sound came then being spent he rolled over dead now i looked round seeking the axe groan maker among the bones of the slain and did not find it and the hope came into my heart that umslopogaas had escaped the slaughter then we went on in silence to where i knew the cave must be and there by its mouth lay the body of a man i ran to it it was umslopogaas wasted with hunger and in his temple was a great wound and on his breast and limbs were many other wounds moreover in his hand he held another hand a dead hand that was thrust through a hole in the rock i knew its shape well it was the little hand of my child nada the lily now i understood and bending down i felt the heart of umslopogaas 
and laid the down of an eagle on his lips his heart still stirred and the down was lifted gently i bade those with me drag aside the stone and they did so with toil now the light flowed into the cave and by it we saw the shape of nada my daughter she was somewhat wasted but still very beautiful in her death i felt her heart also it was still and her breast grew cold then i spoke the dead to the dead let us tend the living so we bore in from Slopagas, and i caused broth to be made and poured it down his throat also i cleansed his great wound and bound healing herbs upon it plying all my skill well i knew the arts of healing my father i who was the first of the isinyanga of medicine and had it not been for my craft from Slopagas had never lived for he was very near his end still there where once he had been nursed by galazi the wolf i brought him back to life it was three days till he spoke and before his sense returned to him i caused a great hole to be dug in the floor of the cave and there in the hole i buried nada my daughter and we heaped lily blooms upon her to keep the earth from her and then closed in her grave for i was not minded that umslopogaas should look upon her dead lest he also should die from the sight and because of his desire to follow her also i buried galazi the wolf in the cave and set the watcher in his hand and there they both sleep who are friends at last the lily and the wolf together ah when shall there be such another man and such another maid at length on the third day umslopogaas spoke asking for nada i pointed to the earth and he remembered and understood thereafter the strength of umslopogaas gathered on him slowly and the hole in his skull skinned over but now his hair was grizzled and he scarcely smiled again but grew even more grim and stern than he had been before soon we learned all the truth about sinita for the women and children came back to the town of the people of the axe only zinita and the children of umslopogaas did not come back also a spy reached me from the machlabatine and told me of the end of zinita and of the flight of dingaan before the boars now when umslopogaas had recovered i asked him what he would do and whether or not i should pursue my plots to make him king of the land but umslopogaas shook his head saying that he had no heart that way he would destroy a king indeed but now he no longer desired to be a king 
he sought revenge alone i said that it was well i also sought vengeance and seeking together we would find it now my father there is much more to tell but shall i tell it the snow has melted your cattle have been found where i told you they should be and you wish to be gone and i also i would be gone upon a longer journey listen my father i will be short this came into my mind to play off panda against dingaan it was for such an hour of need that i saved panda alive after the battle of the blood river dingaan summoned panda to a hunt then it was that i journeyed to the kraal of panda on the lower tugela and with me am slopagas i warned panda that he should not go to this hunt for he was the game himself but that he should rather fly into natal with all his people he did so and then i opened talk with the boars and more especially with that boar who was named ungalunkulu or great arm i showed the boar that dingaan was wicked and not to be believed but panda was faithful and good the end of it was that the boars and panda made war together on dingaan yes i made that war that we might be revenged on dingaan thus my father do little things lead to great were we at the big fight the battle of magongo yes my father we were there when dingaan's people drove us back and all seemed lost it was i who put into the mind of nongalaza the general to pretend to direct the boars where to attack for the amabuna stood out of that fight leaving it to us black people it was umslopagas who cut his way with groanmaker through a wing of one of dingaan's regiments till he came to the boar captain ungalunkulu and shouted to him to turn the flank of dingaan that finished it my father for they feared to stand against us both the white and the black together they fled and we followed and slew and dingaan ceased to be a king he ceased to be a king but he still lived and while he lived our vengeance was hungry so we went to the boar captain and to panda and spoke to them nicely saying we have served you well we have fought for you and so ordered things that victory is yours now grant us this request that we may follow dingaan who has fled into hiding and kill him wherever we find him for he has worked us wrong and we would avenge it then the white captain and panda smiled and said go children and prosper in your search no one thing shall please us more than to know that dingaan is dead and they gave us men to go with us then we hunted that king week by week as men hunt a wounded buffalo we hunted him to the jungles of the umfalozi and through them but he fled ever for he knew 
that the avengers of blood were on his spore after that for a while we lost him then we heard that he had crossed the pongolo with some of the people who still clung to him we followed him to the place kwamiawo and there we lay hid in the bush watching at last our chance came dingaan walked in the bush and with him two men only we stabbed the men and seized him dingaan looked at us and knew us and his knees trembled with fear then i spoke what was that message which i sent thee o dingaan who art no more a king that thou didst ill to drive me away was it not because i set thee on thy throne and i alone could hold thee there he made no answer and i went on i mopo son of makedama set thee on thy throne o dingaan who wast a king and i mopo have pulled thee down from thy throne but my message did not end there it said that ill as thou hadst done to drive me away yet worse shouldst thou do to look upon my face again for that day should be thy day of doom still he made no answer then umslopogaas spoke i am that slaughterer o dingaan no more a king whom thou descends slayers many and fierce to eat up at the kraal of the people of the axe where are thy slayers now o dingaan before all is done thou shalt look upon them kill me and make an end it is your hour said dingaan not yet a while o son of senzangagona answered umslopogaas and not here there lived a certain woman and she was named nada the lily i was her husband o dingaan and mopo here he was her father but alas she died and sadly she lingered three days and nights before she died thou shalt see the spot and hear the tale o dingaan it will wring thy heart which was ever tender there lived certain children born of another woman named zinita little children sweet and loving i was their father o elephant in a pit and one dingaan slew them of them thou shalt hear also now away for the path is far two days went by my father and dingaan sat bound and alone in the cave on ghost mountain we had dragged him slowly up the mountain for he was heavy as an ox three men pushing at him and three others pulling at a cord about his middle we dragged him up staying now and again to show him the bones of those whom he had sent out to kill us and telling him the tale of that fight now at length we were in the cave and i sent away those who were with us for we wished to be alone with dingaan at the last he sat down on the floor of the cave 
and i told him that beneath the earth on which he sat lay the bones of that nada whom he had murdered and the bones of galazi the wolf then we rolled the stone down the mouth of the cave and left him with the ghost of galazi and the ghost of nada on the third day before the dawn we came again and looked on him slay me he said for the ghost torments me no longer art thou great o shadow of a king i said who now dost tremble before two ghosts out of all the thousands that thou hast made say then how shall it fare with thee presently when thou art of their number now dingaan prayed for mercy mercy thou hyena i answered thou prayest for mercy who showed none to any give me back my daughter give this man back his wife and children then we will talk of mercy come forth coward and die the death of cowards so my father we dragged him out groaning to the cleft that is above in the breast of the old stone witch that same cleft where galazi had found the bones there we stood waiting for the moment of the dawn that hour when nada had died then we cried her name into his ears and the names of the children of umslopogaas and cast him into the cleft this was the end of dingaan my father dingaan who had the fierce heart of shaka without its greatness End of chapter 35